Hello, I'm Bill Lawrence, and welcome to another edition of my Big Bag of Onions. Each show is a carefully curated selection of undeservedly unfamiliar songs and a dozen brand new short stories written exclusively for Colm Radio and especially for this show by you, our listeners. So it's time for you to sit back because this is Bill's Big Bag of Onions. Tony Pierce. Roll up, roll up, win big, winner every time. I'll take three goes, please. My three attempts are pathetic. The vendor wheedles out of giving me a prize, something to do with how he can't be expected to award such a complete lack of skill and effort. He invites me to try again. I pass. Later that day, I come across the vendor again. It's my turn to offer you an attempt at the big prize. Easy, what do I need to do? I point a bony finger towards him as I raise my scythe. Justify your continued existence. Stone. Fill out the night 
until the sun rises. The city tells me not to go till dawn. And if he wakes, that's when my heart breaks. And I'm as good as gone. How do I lie awake now when I know I've got to be moving on? Like we're face to face another dawn And in the light, oh in the moonshine Will you take me on home? How do I wake now when I know I've got to be moving on? How do I wake now when nothing's right and nothing's wrong? Defiance Misplaced by Tim Aston. I went down to the location of the ill-considered, short-lived art gallery to seek out an angle for this story. It had been on a street corner in a shabby district that bustled with downtrodden desperation and no visible extravagance. The gallery, now boarded up, had had six paintings, a chair, a coffee maker on a tiny table. Then I actually witnessed the metaphor I needed. I saw a tiny flower reaching up through a crack in the pavement, only for it to be destroyed by a wizened old man dragging a massive bag of used plastic bottles. There was my angle. Radio here on 106.6 FM and this is Bill's Big Bag of Onions featuring short stories written especially and exclusively for the show by friends of Colm Radio.
Ambushed by Tom Woolsey. I felt at the ground like a sack of sweet potatoes. The blood in my mouth tasted metallic and wicked. Pain was dull and everywhere. My vertical eyes peered through horizontal grass blades, tall, teeming greens, nostrils itched by their oniony scent, swaying slightly, dappling me with needles of blinding sun. I glimpsed the horror of a soldier's boots passing. My breathing stopped, motionless and damp, chest burning, roaring silence. I wanted to sleep, just surrender to the sleep, but I knew it'd be the end. However, as I have been able to describe all this, I obviously survived. Scuttling claws have cleaned her hands, rising and falling in the whirlpool sand. Dilemma by Phil Boast. Amanda had for some time been at pains to understand why she was reluctant to commit to David in the longer term. This had been brought into sharp focus by the fact that yesterday he had proposed marriage to her, yet still she was uncertain until just now, when she had worked it out. He was handsome, successful in his career, popular with her friends, and they had great sex. And tomorrow, she would end their six-month relationship. For despite everything, as she now saw clearly for the first time, the fact of the matter was 
that she didn't like him very much. This is Bill's Big Bag of Onions, with its special soundscape of gorgeous music and unique short stories written solely by our community, here on 106.6 FM Colm Radio.
A Guy Called Gerund by John Dew. I was sitting on a bench in Sultan Ahmed, reading an English-language textbook, waiting for change in my life. Then, without warning, a foreign man sat next to me. Such things are possible in this neighbourhood. He was English. Stiff cricket whites. Guardian cryptic crossword in left hand. He was ancient. Eyes like spattered piss in desert sand. I buried my eyes into the page. But like post-shower mirror mist, the shock of the uninvited dissipated. He charmed me in a Wimbledon manner, tarty with fresh cream, commenting, I can take you to the next level. Little did I know. Bill's big bag of onions.
Clifton Hanger. We all think you're a bunch of snooty pricks. With that, he stuffed himself back through his zipper and returned to the bar. Stunned, I stared down at the maker's name on the urinal. People needed to know we were misjudging the mood. Our lot were raising arms aloft, wagging fingers, patting bums, slapping locals' backs. No one was thinking, let's be diplomatic, just lose the game, make for home. And then, that's what happened anyway. But only after a sporting travesty. They had a ringer. He produced a 10-dart game, a 170 finish, triple 20, triple 20, bull.
Hooger by Ian Sayers. Elizabeth took her usual place in front of the fire and watched as the first flames started to lick around the base. It was a chilly autumn evening and not even a greater than normal helping of her favourite tipple could block out the chill as yet. But the fire would soon do its job. She munched contentedly on a small piece of cake as she watched the flames grow higher. As always, little by little, she drifted off into a warm, contented doze. Sleep beckoned. Or at least it would, once the screams of the heretics had died down. These unique and original 100-word short stories are written exclusively by listeners and then placed in my big onion bag. I had a chocolate bar, the finest you could find. It swallowed up my mind and I was free to find you. Keepers beckoned from their doors. Syrup glass, marshmallow floors But I slipped through the alleys Wanting something more Young girl, I have something That you want to Threat by Adrian Cohen. She'd draw her eyebrows a little too high on her pancaked forehead, quite deliberately for this occasion on the last Friday of each month, to accentuate her air of disdain. She could tolerate the truculent children who infested the afternoon stage side of her stage school, but she detested the embattled morning teachers lurking in their staff room. She gave each of us a small brown envelope. How had she reacted to my ultimatum? I counted the money, 75 pounds short. I collected my things, 
took a last look at those eyebrows and strode out of the school gates for the last time. Golden Mean by Pamela Ennis Against all protocol at the childcare centre, she swooped up the wailing three-year-old and carried him outside into the chilled winter air. Shocked by the cold, the child gasped and suddenly stopped crying. Are you ready to go back? She calmly whispered. For the rest of the afternoon, they cut paper spirals, suspending them from the ceiling, whilst she explained the universe and Fibonacci's sequence. Next day, she brought a polished ammonite, which he held tightly in his hand at nap time, 
gazing up from his mat at the swirling cosmos as he gently drifted to sleep. Way Round by John Davis. With sandwich and donuts in mind, I paused at the newsstand, flicked my eyes over the headlines, lifted a page, and started reading. Then he turned up fast. Straight to my pile, wasn't waiting. I let go, he snatched and left quickly. Breaded goodness was racked at the opposite corner of the supermarket. A plastic mess fell from the last roll of self-service bags. End of that roll, too. Then he turned up again. But my bundle was double. I ripped and dangled plastic towards his hands. We carried on in silence. He must have gone the long way round. are my big bag of onions, unpeeling the layers of music and spoken word with remarkable stories written by our remarkable listeners here in our community on 106.6 FM Colm Radio. Go on, smell my onions.
Fair by Rob Lewis. Vanity Fair has passed under the radar in recent years. Book clubs and well read individuals in general still tackle Dickens, but Thackeray's masterpiece is probably considered too long, too dense. Nonsense. It portrays early 19th century life with wit and tremendous energy. You recognise the foibles of rich and poor, the hypocrisy of everyone, and the ups and downs life throws at you. The prose sparkles brilliantly, and there is pathos amid the satire too, as you follow this novel without a hero, in which the main protagonists are two women. But how to describe 800 pages in 100 words? Somebody on 
Man from the Sea by Paul Hooper. Veronica, aged seven, and her mother waved me off in the van with my dive buddies. She had at least some idea of what scuba diving was about. She'd seen me dive once before. The van carried me to Tulamben on the north coast of Bali. Mother and daughter walked back to our bungalow in Padang Bai on the south coast of Bali. When I returned several hours later, Mum reported, she played on the beach among the fishing boats for hours by herself. When asked to come home, she said, I'm waiting for Daddy to come out of the sea. You have been listening to Onions written by Tony Piers, Tim Aston, Tom Woolsey, Bill Boast, John Dew, Clifton Hanger, Ian Sayers, Adrian Cohen, Pamela Ennis, John Davis, Rob Lewis and Paul Hooper. (laughs) 
And so that's all we have time for for this edition of the show. If you would like to contribute an onion, just get in touch, either with Com Radio or via the Bill's Big Bag of Onions Facebook page. And remember, the stories must be exactly 100 words long. So join us again soon, on a Tuesday or a Sunday evening, for the next edition of Bill's Big Bag of Onions. Be seeing you. Production for Cone Radio.